everybody. This is Mark Vines, and welcome to the Mark Vines Show. Welcome back once again for your one-stop shop of freedom, the Constitution, the American way, and, you know, frankly, just the right way to live your life. And and I'm just so happy that you're joining us again today because we are just continuing in our series of talking to the GOP candidates uh, here in Virginia. And, folks, we just need to support all of our candidates that are running because we've got to take back Virginia and, you know, just... Get this shit back on uh, on course here because we, we cannot take the continued destruction of not only our nation, but of Virginia. And today I'm going to be talking to Jimmy Brooks. He's going to be running for this the House of Delegates seat, uh, District 74, which is Henrico County. You know, on the eastern side, and this is going to be his first time for uh, running for office. And he is a veteran of the United States Army. We're going to be talking about that. He was actually drafted in 1970, and then um, uh, was released in 1972. And since then, you know, he's done work as uh, a truck driver, an iron worker. He he operated a wrecker. He also worked for Philip Morris for a while, and then uh, retired after that. And we talked about some of the issues that are the hot buttons for him, and I actually really like these issues, because if you were to ask me what my hot button issues were in this coming race and the issues in Virginia, they would be very, very similar, very similar list. And we're going to be talking about Veterans Affairs, uh, voting ID, the Constitution itself, addiction, which is not only a big problem in the nation, but certainly a problem here in Virginia, uh, and then, of course, taxes, and we're going we're, we're gonna to go from here. So with that, I want to introduce you to uh, my new friend here, Jimmy, Jimmy Brooks. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing good. Thank you. So, Jimmy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I did your, your quick introduction, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Anything that I didn't cover but you think is important for the listeners to know about you? Well, I'm from a, a working-class family from Lynchburg. Uh, my daddy used to tell me stories about him and his brother hitchhiking from Lynchburg to Richmond on Sunday. He used to work at DuPont, then hitchhike back on Fridays until he made enough money to bring, bring us down here. Uh, I come from a working class off of Jeff Davis Highway. Uh, we moved to Chester uh, when I got out of the Army. Uh, I lived in Chesterfield County. So I met a lady uh, a few years ago. We lived in off Monument Avenue, and we wanted to get away from this city. So we found a lovely, beautiful home over here in Sandston, Virginia. She's from Highland Springs, and uh, I just love with it. I just fell in love with this area. I mean, just the people. The, it reminds me of when I was growing up in little small communities and families, and uh, it, it just blows me away. You know, it's like I'm, I'm walking back in time, and and how wonderful that it is out here. Well, and, and Jimmy, so you, this is your first time running for an office and you're going to be uh, competing for a seat where the, the Democrat that's currently holding that seat, I believe it's, he's been there since 2015. Is that correct? Yes, that's Tw- correct. Right. 2015. So you're going to be running for this office and the first time that you ran, or, or this is going to be the first time that you ran rather. And uh, it's kind of interesting that you're running. I understand because no one else would, is that correct? That is correct. Nobody's uh, independents have run against them. I am the first one from a major uh, party to to enter the race. Uh, and as I was walking through the neighborhoods of Highland Springs and Sandston and, and knocking on doors and meeting people, it was just, oh, it's just overwhelming the, 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 the way they want life to come back to, you know? Um, it's just... 
you can't see it. I, I was walking around Azalea uh, flea market a couple of weeks ago, meeting some people there and, and asking them, what can I do to help you and your family? And I asked them, have you ever met your delegate? I wouldn't have a clue who it was. I said, well, I'm going to change that because I'm going to come back here next year after I win. And I'm going to tell you, you helped me to win. I won't forget you people. I don't make false promises. Oh, well, really nice. And so are you, what's the feeling when you go around, you're knocking on these doors. So uh, what's the general feeling from people? Are they are they pretty fed up with what's uh, going on in Richmond politically? Oh, Richmond? Oh, my God. I, we won't even touch Richmond. We won't touch Richmond. But for the General Assembly, they can't see what's being done for them. And they're so afraid of another shutdown. Yeah. These people have to work. They, and, and I was talking to somebody at, at the flea market, and he said, it doesn't bother me because I do electronic mailing and all, eBay and, and, and that. And who's going to be able to buy it if they don't have funds coming in to buy your product? If they get shut down, they're not working. They're so afraid of the shutdown and the government control telling them how they've got to live their lives. You've got to wear a mask. This is not Cuba. And we're, we've already gone that way. Governor, Governor Northam this last week just mandated that all state employees have yes. to wear a mask. So it's yes. coming again. It's creeping yes. back again, isn't it's it? It's creeping back, you know. And November's not even here yet. Well, Jimmy, I'll, I'll tell you something. And from my perspective, I know that the governor put out that mandate last week, and it was a mandate to all the state employees. And when this all kicked off last year, about this time, maybe even a little bit earlier last year, uh, he put out uh, certain recommendations and guidelines. And as you know, everybody just freaked out and they're wearing the masks and and the shutdown and, and nobody would talk to one another. I have noticed something. And I, in fact, I was thinking about it today because I was out at the gym. Even though Governor Northam has put that man that mandate out to the state employees and then made it a recommendation to everyone else in the community, the fact is I was at the gym and I think I saw one person wearing a mask. Um, I think people are fed up. I think they're kind of under they understand what's going on and they're for the large for the most part ignoring his guidance at this point because people have lost trust in the government, haven't they? Yes, they have. But there are so many out there that they I don't I don't want to use the word brainwash. Well, I go up here to these box stores, everybody's got a mask. I mean, I'm walking around outside with plants. And everybody's got a mask on. Three out of ten people have masks on, if not more. And they're walking around outside. Went to the beach several months ago. On the beach, West Palm Beach, Florida, people walking around with a mask. They're scared. And where does that fear come from? It comes from the government. Because it comes the from government the government telling them that. Over, over, over again. This is what's going on in this world. This is what's going on in your life. This is what you need to do to protect you from me. You know, and it's just shameful that the government is putting the fear of God into all of these people. And yes. when you say that, when you tell me that people aren't paying attention, they're not involved in politics, 
Um, I think people aren't involved in politics until it affects them personally. And it, it affected us this last year, and it's about to affect us again. You and I were talking offline about taxes and the price of gas, even. And all I know is this. All I know, hey, look, I'm no economist, but I do know this, that when Donald Trump left office, the you could get gas up here in northern Virginia, which is the most expensive part of Virginia, you know, $1.85, $1.90 per gallon. Um, and there's places now where it's it's well into $4, over $4 now. And the only thing that's changed from what I can see is Donald Trump left, Trump left office, and now we have uh, this, this current president. Uh, that's what's changed. And uh, all over Virginia, for Virginians, and, and you made the comment, and I love that comment, that gasoline is not a luxury item. I loved that. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes, and, and we keep adding a tax onto gasoline. Is, is is like a luxury, and it's not. Families need gasoline to, to go to work when we're not shut down and and, buy, and get to the store to buy groceries and buy things for the kids for the school and take the children to school when we're not shut down it's not a it's not a luxury let's tax we it's other ways we can we can raise these funds it's not tax the american people out of existence well, and we we seem to have been we were doing fine just before the pandemic. I mean, if people forget yes, how quickly people yes. forget that our yes, economy was rolling when Donald Trump was in office and when yes. Northam was not the governor of Virginia, our economy was rolling, and now all of a sudden we need to have money come from every source available. Well, how did we operate before these people came in office? We put it together. We worked together. We we produced. When Donald Trump was in office, we had corporations coming back into this country because he said, "If you're gonna, we're gonna make your product and we're gonna make it back here in the states." Yeah. And he came back here and he put more people to work and he put more money into the economy. It's just crazy. It, it really is, and so that's going to be a big area of yours. If elected, you're going to be pu- you're going to be pushing on um, reducing the taxes. Certainly not implementing new taxes. Correct. That is correct, and not if when I'm elected. Wow, wow! When but I'm talking elected, about services, uh, t- oh, well, oh, go ahead. Did you have some more things to say about taxes? And I said, when I'm elected, I'm going to make sure that I live up to everything I said I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you don't have anybody that is, uh, you're not beholden to anybody right now not, at this nobody's point. Nobody's buying me. Right. Nobody's buying me. Right. I'm and not a politician. I'll tell you that up front. I'm not, and will I'm, I will not become a politician. I want to be a servant of the people. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, in talking about being a servant of the people, I know with your background, um, with veterans, and just so the listeners know, you in fact are endorsed by the organization known as uh, American Veterans Vote. American Veterans Vote, and please check them out. Um, you are an Army veteran yourself, and I know that you're you're very upset about some of the conditions that our veterans are living in right now. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh my God, it breaks my heart when I see these veterans out there, and uh, and I understand. I know the difference between. A veteran standing out there on that corner and somebody was just panhandling. I know the difference. Veteran well, ain't got veteran doesn't have clean clothes like these panhandlers do. You know, with a lot they're living in tents. 
my God, we're, we're not in the army or, or, or military anymore. We don't have to live in tents. And that breaks my heart. You know, we were promised something that if we did this, we came home, you're going to take care of us. And they're just not being done. There's just veterans and, and, and 20 veterans a day commit suicide. Oh, it's actually higher than that. It's a higher number than that. It's, it's, it's unreal. We, we come home from doing a job. And we very little hope. And we come back. And this is the way it is. We're going to stop this. Right. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this. Well, closely I'm tied gonna... to that, closely tied to the homelessness is, um, you know, we, we know that, you know, many people that are living on the streets are suffering from either mental health issues yes. or drug addiction issues or a combination yes. of the both. Uh, yes, and indeed. one may be caused by the other. And so those two go together. And those are yes. um, things. And that's kind of a larger issue. It's not just for our veterans. We, yes. you know, Of course, Healthcare. we want to provide the, the proper services for our veterans. But then just Virginia, Virginians in, in general, um, I, I know that mental health issues and, and addiction issues are near and dear to your heart. Talk a little bit about that, if you will. Well, the health care and, and the mental health. You know, I've I've got some personal involvement with with some of the the mental problems with some of our our uh, fellow Virginians, you know, family members and and I I know what it's like. Uh, and I know what it's like when they reach out and, and they want to get some help and and this insurance company says you can't go to this doctor because he's not in our network. Or you can't you can't this doctor is, is can't help you because it's not in your network. We got to change that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to make I want to make the medical field and the healthcare in here make it so we can afford to get the help we need. Stop killing us. These re- legislators then in the general assembly, they're killing us. They're killing us. Virginians and, and Americans. And you know what's amazing to me, Jimmy, is that Governor Northam is is a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor himself. And so if there's anyone in office, if there's anybody in Richmond today that should understand what we're talking about, should be that man. It should be but yet he's not doing anything. He's so far removed. He's so far removed from what we're going through because he's told what to think and do by all these corporate out-of-state dollars coming in to the campaigns, not coming into this Virginia Treasury, coming into these campaigns. They come in for a special session Mm -hmm. to do something about this budget. And the, the Democrats have really focused on Virginia because Virginia butting right up against Washington, D.C. Right, and right. historically, years ago, I know years ago when I lived in the area, Virginia was the, the very much the red side and, and Maryland was the blue side. Not ironically, right. it's kind of sw- – not, not, that, not that Maryland is, is, 
is uh, conservative by any stretch, not, not at all. But but they do have a, a Republican, at least in name, governor. Um, so it's it's switched, and that that was kind of a shock to me. And I've always thought that the Democrats looked at Virginia, particularly Northern Virginia, as being a prize, you know, for for them. And it's amazing how much money has been pouring in from out of state, out of state, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars, and that's just one campaign. Can you imagine the millions and it's coming into each and every one of those Democrats running for office? Millions. Mm-hmm. In fact, your opponent has actually received quite quite a bit of money from out of state, from what I understand. Large amount of money from out of state. Why? Why, why were you needed from out of state? It's always been like that. Election needs some reforms. Yeah, they do. We need some major reforms. The election funding, no doubt about it. Yes. Well, speaking of reforms, I'll I'll tell you something else that uh, we either need to enforce or reform or deal with. And this this last uh, general election was definitely a sign of this, is voting ID and voting ID integrity. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll tell you a little story. I had a cousin of mine who lives up in Nelson County. He told me if he was in my district, he'd vote for me. I told him, come on down here and use my uh, utility bill. You won't have any problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's you, you need an ID to go to the liquor store, to, to go to your doctor, you got to show an ID. You get on a plane, you got to show an ID, but you don't need an ID to vote. What's wrong with these people? And they just passed this stuff last year so they could get that thing in there so they could be ready for uh, 2020 came, mm-hmm. November 2020. Mm-hmm. It pushed it all through. And no. It makes no that. sense other than for you. I mean, who in the right – think about this. The, the politicians that are out there that are voting to not support voter integrity, what, what possible purpose could there be? You know, don't give me racism. Don't give me this is you're trying to shut minorities out. You know, it, it, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, you're not shutting anybody out because the same people can't do anything. You can't go to school. You can't drive a car. You can't. Right. Uh, there's building. By the way, you can't get into government buildings without an ID. You can't get That's on right. a plane without an ID. In fact, uh, you know, I went to, well, hey, get this. I, I went to go get my COVID vaccine, which I'm told everybody Gotta should get. I had to have an ID. Yeah. Uh, you can't get the COVID. So, you know what? That's actually a very good point. And I didn't think about that, Jimmy. For, so for those of, uh, you know, because President Biden is really pushing. In fact, is strong arming people to get the vaccine. In fact, Governor Northam is strong arming people to get the vaccine. Okay, sir. Well, if you want us to do that, don't you have to have an ID to do that? That's a good point right there. But when they when you go to bring that up, the vote, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not even close to it. No, that's not it. No. And that's what they'll do. They keep saying, no, 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 that's not it. Mm-hmm. This is this. No, that's not why we're doing this. I don't understand your logic. Yep. You say it. You don't mean it. Well, we know we know exactly what they're doing and, and why yes, they're doing indeed. it. We know exactly what they're doing. We saw that happen in November of 2020. So, if elected, you're gonna you're gonna be very uh, very much a, a promoted, proponent of voter integrity and voter, voter ID. Yes, voter yeah. integrity, voter ID. You know, you either put up or shut up. You know, I, I'm not going back now. 
This is what I believe in. I've seen it. And, oh, it's just, no, we're not going to deal with this. Well, and, and along with that, the, what they're doing really is pushing just racial division and divide in yes. this country. And, and you and I yes. were talking about the Constitution before you came on the air and how, uh, you know, the Constitution is really meant to bring all of us together and gives us our equality, you know, before the law. And um, so I, I really liked your take on the Constitution. Well, it says that, you know, they wrote, I found the fathers wrote, we're all equal. All men are created equal under the sight of God. Okay, let's bring God back into a school. Let, let's bring that flag back into a school. Oh, no, we don't want to offend anybody. We'll let them stand outside the classroom until we're finished. No, you will not sit down in your desk. You'll stand outside the classroom until we're finished. And when we're finished, you come back in, and when you can begin. Pledge of allegiance. Well, you know what's interesting about that is, uh, and keep, keep in mind, I live in northern Virginia, which is absolutely not a bastion of conservatism. I mean, in fact, it's pretty hard left where I live. And um, I mentioned earlier that I was at the gym today, <clears throat> and I was talking about people wearing, uh, not wearing masks, rather. And I just happened at the end of the class, I was teaching a class, and at the end of the class, I, I asked everybody if they had any big plans for the weekend and if, uh, you know, what they were going to do. And I said, well, and I was joking with them, and I said, well, I would say that you guys are going to go home and watch the Olympics, but if you watch the, the ratings or, or follow the ratings, it looks like the Olympics, the, the viewership has been reduced almost 50% in this Olympics compared to the previous Olympics, and everybody was nodding their head that that was correct. And I said, you know, why, why is it that you're you're not watching the Olympics? And and, to, and this is this was everybody. There was nobody nobody in the the, the class that uh, spoke up against this. And they all said, well, we're we're tired of the controversy. We're we're tired of the disrespect. We're tired of the the politics being brought into this. That we're we're done watching it. That was every. Yeah. And this is in liberal Fairfax County. Uh, yeah. People were saying that. I think people. This trashing of the Constitution, trashing of the nation, trashing of our police, of trashing of our institutions. People are tired of this, aren't they? Yes, very much so. You know, uh, sports in general. You got these millionaires that have to preaching, and they're athletes. You ask that soldier standing on one leg. Was he kneel for the national anthem? Mm -hmm. He'd probably take his good leg and kick his shit out. <laughs> you know, it's just—it's amazing to me. But this is all of this, all of this wokeism, all of this is is really backfiring on these people. And that's why I hope and pray, Jimmy. I and one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to get this message out. And as you know, we have to have platforms like this to get our yes. message out yes, because uh, Facebook shuts us down, Twitter shuts us down. All of the, with the exception of Fox News, uh, everything is very, very left leaning. You know, you know, people like you and I, we can't get our message out unless it's on platforms like podcasts, and, and yes. it's just a matter of time before they come after that. To be honest with you, but. Uh, we have to get our message out. And people, please, you have to get involved. You must get involved in this process to take yes. our country back. I had a friend post on uh, Facebook uh, maybe yesterday or earlier today about what happens 
when we just sit around and do I wait until it's too late? And, and I told him, I, it's a song from uh, uh, Toby Keith. Don't wait till that wolf's at the door. Mm -hmm. You get out there now and you go hunt that wolf and you shut him down. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I decided to run for this office. I'm not going to wait till the wolf comes up my driveway, up my door and say, hey, I heard that you said something about somebody, somebody. I, I, I have a red flag to take your, your weapons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not waiting for that. We're going to stop that wolf. That wolf's not going to come up to my door. Well, and I'm paraphrasing this this state. quote, you know, the old Edmund Burke quote, which is the the only thing that uh, that's needed for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. And I, I know that's I'm not I'm paraphrasing that, but that, yes. that's the general idea. And, you know, there, there's more of us. Ronald Reagan used to say he used to call us the silent majority. We yes, were the majority, yes. but we, we remain silent because we aren't people that go around and protest at every little thing. We aren't the people that are offended by every little thing that comes up. You know, we go about, we live our lives. We are the people that make this country operate. We don't have time to go and protest every little thing because we're busy. Right. But you know what? The time now is to stand up for our country and for our rights. <clears throat> I will guarantee every citizen in this country the right to protest. But when you start vandalizing and turn down other people's property, I'm going to see that you're prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. That's the way I stand. Yep. The statue sitting down in the middle of Monument Less Avenue. Put a fence on it so nobody could go down there and clean it up. Mm -hmm. Put a fence around it so that you couldn't clean it up. People that were down there painting that statue should be in jail yeah. should be prosecuted to the courts let the courts decide not your mayor or city council let the courts it's against the law you don't do it you don't break somebody's windows you don't burn somebody's work their hearts out and build a little small business up and get destroyed because you're out there getting paid by some liberal Democrat from God knows where. And exactly that's what was happening. They were paid to come in here and destroy property. Yeah, most of those people were not Virginians. No, they weren't. Had no clue. Oh, yeah, I'll get on a bus. You're going to pay me this? Oh, you know I'm going to go. Right. Should be prosecuted. Oh, I'm, I'm, Break I'm the with law, you. You get prosecuted. So, Jimmy, what do you think about all this defund the police oh, talk? Oh, God. Every policeman I see when I decided to run for this, I stopped and I hand them one of my cards. And I said, when I get elected, I'm going to make sure you get your funding you need and you get paid for risking in your life to keep me and my family safe. I am not going to take the money from you. I'm going to make sure you get more money because you're risking your life every day for me. So what's the reaction from the family. police officers when you talk to them? Thank you. Thank you. Do they? It, it just seems like they're they're not used to, you know, people being nice to them anymore. Broad Street and three, four peace officers is in there, and they're eating breakfast one morning. And I walk up to them. I said, "I know I can't give you money, but don't look for your check, which it's already taken care of." Oh, really? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And at the end of the last summer, 
guy walked, one of the police officers walked in there and asked the waitress, is it okay if we come in here? What are you saying? They've been turned away from places last year, turned away from places to sit down and eat because they were Richmond City police officers. That is You're despicable. always welcome to this McLean's. You always. That is that is absolutely despicable. The way that we are yes. treating uh, officers, you know, uh, you know how how we have turned on an entire institution because of the behavior of uh, individuals. You know, there is not a profession that I can name that doesn't have bad people in it. But instead yes. of dealing with those people and dealing with those specific issues, we've turned on the entire institution. It, yes, we got to change that. And it makes no sense that we're doing. There, there is something else afoot here. There's, there's other forces that are coming in. I, you know, Jimmy, I don't know how you feel, but I, I think that there, there are outside forces uh, of this country. I actually think that there, oh yeah, there, there are forces outside this country that are doing this on purpose to weaken the nation weaken overall. Yes. And, and you do that by matters. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I spent a year over in Germany. I saw what it was like. After uh, with the, this is before the uh, Berlin Wall came down, and we the countries east and west, and uh, I saw what it was like. I, I I know firsthand what it's like, and I see it, and I don't want it happen here. Mm-mm. But they're trying to do that here. They're putting that wall up. But only our wall is between us. It's between right. people. Right. People in Cuba are begging to come to this country. And people in this country are trying to turn us into Castro's Cuba. That's right. That's right. Let me tell you this. A couple of weeks ago, I'm walking around in Holland Springs, a little small neighborhood. I walk up to this lady. She's taking a trash can back in. I introduce myself. I'm Jimmy Brooks. I'm running for delegate from the 74th district. I'd like to talk to you about my campaign. I said, one of the first things I want to do is make, put God back in the schools. She said, son, we need to put God back in a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> I said, yes, we do. <laughs> I understand. It's a big difference between church, a religion, and, and the government. Church and state. I'm not talking about putting churches back in. I'm talking about spirituality. Put the concept of a being greater than ourselves back into our schools, back into our workplaces, back into our courtrooms. In God we trust. It was put out there for a reason. And guess who turned it away? I, it's just it's just amazing to me where we have ended up right now. And yes. the the sleight of hand that is being used. And I know we're talking about Virginia, but it just I, I just want to highlight the point made there that it, it's sleight of hand and why American more Americans aren't talking about this. Um, we our governor just mandated the state employees wear masks. Yeah, he's pushing for the rest of us to do that. Same thing from the president. The president is actually trying to strong arm every American to get the vaccine, but yet we have people pouring over our border right. that that are not vaccinated and are carrying the Delta variant. 
Now, have, you are being pushed to wear a mask, but these people, don't, they're not wearing masks, and no. they're not vaccinated. And they're not, getting, they're not getting tested. No, they're not. A couple of weeks ago, I got an email from, I, I belong to a high school fraternity, and one of our northern brothers, we, have, we had chapters in Canada, and he sent a message to one of our brothers down here, why is the border up here blocked? We can't come over. We're just flooding down in the southern border. Why is that? And it's happening. They're coming through the gates. I don't mind you coming through the front door. I welcome you to come through the front door. But let's shut the back door. Yep. Trump did it. Trump said, no, no, I'm going to shut that door. Biden said, oh, we ain't going to do that. We need the votes. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Come on in here. Yeah. Yeah, come, come on in here. We're going to give you some help. We're going to get you We're gonna get you straight. We'll give you a couple thousand dollars, get you situated. Come on in here. But here's where you're going to go come election day. And this is where you're going to market. Yeah. Yep. I know it's happening. Just, well, Jimmy, just take the, the last few moments and, and just put out any uh, information to the, the voters that uh, I didn't ask you about that you think is important for them to know about you. Well, I'm here to serve. I'm tell you what. I'm here to serve the people, my district, my state. I've always proud to be a Virginian. I love my state. I love the neighborhood I'm in. I love to meet the people. And when I get elected, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and what you can do to help me to get this stuff passed. I'm going out there and I'm going to promise you one thing. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to get these vets out of the tents. I'm going to get them the help they need. I'm going to get these people. The guy asked me, what are you going to do about these panhandlers? That's a county code. Call your supervisor. Right. That's I'm that's a county to, issue. It's That's not yes, a, a state is. issue. It's not being enforced. Well, that's up to your, your county people. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do is make sure your family is protected. When your kids get on that bus to go to school, and get on that bus or come home, they're going to be taught how to think, not what to think. <laughs> that's and a great distinction, be, isn't it? <laughs> that's and a great distinction. there's going to be somebody in that school that's trained to keep your children safe. They're going to be trained to keep your children safe. Because when you go to work and you work your butt off every day, you're going to know that your kids are learning something. Don't want to learn? then there's places it's going to be there for you. Do you get the help there? You need to. Right. We're going to protect our teachers. We're going to protect our children in the schools. We're going to give them a, sh a fair shake. I guarantee you. That's my promise to the people in Virginia in my district. Well, Jimmy, I, I really appreciate you coming in and talking with me today. It's been a great pleasure. And I uh, wish you the best of luck in the yes, race. Thank you very much. And everybody, please get out there and vote. You got to participate. If there was ever a time in my lifetime that you need to participate in politics and in elections, and by participation, folks, other than just supporting these candidates financially, giving of your time, listening to this podcast, spreading this podcast, getting the the information out far and wide, other than that, the least you could do is just get out and vote. 
This is not the time to sit out. We've got to take this country back, and we've got to take Virginia back. Yes. We absolutely have to. We've had enough of this. And send the message to Washington that Virginia is back. And this this is a prize state to them, no doubt about it. So let's let's take it from them. And we cannot sit on the sidelines anymore. If this last year has been and not if this has not been enough for you, I don't know what it is going to take for you to participate. But we've got to get involved in this game. And Jimmy, my hats off to you for Thank you. for doing what others don't, and that is participating. And if anybody's got any questions for me, you can contact me, candidate Jimmy Brooks, or James L. Jimmy Brooks, on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll get back with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, no, thank you. And and f- folks, and while we're at it, uh, when we talk about your social media, please uh, reach out and follow uh, and get involved with American Veterans Vote. That's American yes. Veterans Vote, and their website is AmericanVeteransVote.com. And AmericanVeteransVote.com. Uh, you can read a bit about Jimmy. You can read about the other candidates as well. You can volunteer you can donate you can do all kinds of stuff on that website so please get in there americanveteransvote.com and it's jimmy brooks on facebook and on twitter so follow him as well thank you very much and with that folks uh this is the mark fine show and follow us as well on facebook and on rumble and on parlor all those different platforms uh of course we got the podcast here give us a like give us a follow spread this as far as you can and jimmy once again just thank you very much and um you know for being on the show and folks just as this is our time this is our time to get this state back get this country back and please 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 get involved because your country and your state depend on you it's the only way that these people are going to win is if we fail to participate because we are the majority and we are the true americans and with that folks this is more Vines, and we will see you next time